What a show, what a show. It is the Loftus Party, fired up. Fired up on this Super Bowl Sunday. A lot of news to talk about. Uh, we have, for the first time in the history of the show, <laughs> we have uh, eyeballs on uh, the Liberty Gypsy. Wow! I know, it's crazy. The technology, we're, we're actually doing a podcast and, and it's face-to-face. I'm very impressed. There you go, but you're not in the Liberty Lair. I thought, oh, you've changed your location to protect the Liberty Lair. Because I was, I, I was expecting more like beaded stuff, like <laughs> more of a gypsy caravan kind of a feel. You know what? I'm going to redecorate just for you, Michael. You have to. You have to. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also, because, because we had, we had some good news this week. What was it? Well, where are we going to be at the end of February? Is it the end of February? Yeah. Oh, we're talking about two different things. Oh. We're talking about two different things. First of all, I want to list. I want to say a, a big shout out uh, to all of our new listeners on iHeartRadio. <gasps> oh yes, iHeartRadio. Yeah. yeah, we're very that excited happened. about that. That's a big deal. That's it a big is. deal. I go, I go, I go very, I go very uh, New Yorky. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, <laughs> Liberty Gypsy. What am I supposed to say? iHeartRadio was successful. Have you seen the numbers on the iTunes? No, I have not. I can't view oh, them. Oh, okay. you got an iPhone, right? Yeah. Well, just go to uh, just go to the iTunes store and search the Loftus Party, and you will see uh, they have like the most popular episodes. Mm-hmm. The last, the last four. I think we've turned some kind of corner. Last four episodes blowing up. blowing up so i want to thank everyone uh for going to itunes and doing the little stars thing and leaving a review that is such a huge help so now uh, now we're we're itunes we're soundcloud we're art 19 we're iheart radio my goodness blowing it right up so you're talking about something else though yes i am CPAC. Yeah, rumor has it we're actually going to be on Media Row with the Flipside show. So that's awesome. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, no, we're going to have a very good time. Yeah. Um I, hopefully hopefully some of our other friends will be up there. We'll meet a lot of new people. Yep. Uh always can... new people. Yeah, that's great. I need a brochure. I need to see who else is going to be there. Oh. I might be doing a panel. I'm going to find out uh, this week. Oh, nice. I, I so want to do a panel. I we so, so a... need to do a panel about how difficult it is to get support behind conservative and right-minded and libertarian types of media because we're such independent people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That and, and, and as we were talking right before we started recording, that is exactly where I wanted to go with this. Um, and this is just me being honest, you know, as uh, as a stand-up comedian, that's that's how I started before I was a writer and, uh, you know, like this. If you look at my resume, it's a real kind of like a douchey kind of a hyphen. It. He's a writer. He's a producer. He's a stand Like, normally I hate those people. <laughs> However, there is uh, – in, in just the world of stand-up, there is this like it, – it's like an unspoken competition, right? The funniest guy goes last on the show, and, and when you're doing a showcase show, you, you want to be the funniest person, right? So there's sure. like an – uh, so a million years ago, I had this dude, uh, Steven Crowder on the flip side, mm-hmm. interviewed him on the flip side, uh, and he'd had a, a comedy show that he was promoting. And so on a certain level, I viewed him as the competition, right? right? So I'm like, okay, so, but competition's good. That's capitalism, right? And he's got a podcast. I got a podcast. I've got a TV show. He's doing a thing on the internet and I just want to come out 
very loudly right now and for the record, I'm going to start promoting that dude. I am no, I'm serious. It is time to circle the wagons. If if he cuts his hair into a mohawk and starts wearing nerd glasses, I will still support him. (laughs) Did you see his video at the Woman's March? No, I guess he what he dressed up as as a woman and <laughs> he got was in there Stephanie. with him. Yeah, he was a bi- he was a big old tranny. It was actually quite hysterical, only because he completely exposed that that march had no political agenda whatsoever. I'm doing a big uh, that that's all. The only reason I don't want to talk about that any any further mm-hmm. uh, is because I'm doing a big monologue. Uh, I'm going back to Los Angeles next week. I'm doing two more episodes, actually three more episodes of the flip side. Oh, nice. One of the one of the, one of the subjects is the women's march. So I just oh, want to okay. make sure I'm not uh, biting on material. A long time ago, here's a funny little story, and it's kind of like my comedic philosophy. I was in a band uh, in high school, you know, blah blah blah, punk rock, whatever. The drummer in the band, his uh, aunt used to live with the the lead singer and guitarist for the Talking Heads. And there's a lot of musicians that when they're writing music, when she was uh, David Byrne's roommate, he just said, I have one rule in the house. You can't listen to any music. Like, I don't, I don't, he didn't want anybody else to influence him. So I just don't want to hear, like, I, I stay away from stand-up comedy. I stay away from, like, sketch comedy as much as I can because mm-hmm. I just don't want the influence. I just want to come up with my own stuff. Right. However, uh Steven Crowder, I've seen him do some super funny stuff in the past that I I would just never do. Like he, I think he and another dude pretended to be uh, gay people and they went to a Muslim bakery. Oh yeah, they did. Several That's Muslim bakeries. <laughs> Several Muslim bakeries actually. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. And and I tell you what, he's out there, he's in the universe and he's doing comedy and he's doing sketches and uh, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm going to support him uh, because I, here's what happened last night. Saturday Night Live, it just made me realize uh, the left has a super deep bench, and they're not afraid of letting other people shine. The Melissa McCarthy thing, the Sean Spicer deal. Oh, yeah. That was, I'm sorry, that was funny. <laughs> when it was she hilarious. Took, when she took the podium and, like, attacked yes, the reporter. Yes, and started using I it as a dying. battering ram. It's yes. hilarious. Mm-hmm. The licking and, the and, fingers. That was... Oh, when she put the piece of gum down and she ding, 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 licked her fingers. <laughs> I Oh, I have a, t- I have a tweet that I'm going to be featuring on uh, the Flipside TV show mm-hmm. where this – I forget. I should have this stuff available to me. That's how lazy I am in preparation. <laughs> <clears throat> it's the headline, Sean Spicer's Disgusting Gum Chewing Habit, right? That's okay. a headline from like Newsweek. It's an article – and the the joke of the whole thing is, and of course I'm doing a visual joke on the radio, always a great idea, the, is the byline. It was written by six people. What? Like, I am not lying. Six people it took to write. And 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 the, the big news, the big story is Sean Spicer's disgusting gum-chewing habit written, I swear to God, six people on the byline. Six. Wow. Well, so no, anyway, my, my favorite one of the week was, you remember that crazy doctor that wrote Trump's medical record, the guy with the long hair and the glasses? Oh, yeah. Well, he comes out and supposedly told somebody at the New York Times that Trump uses hair growth hormone because we care. I mean, I mean, this is the, New, the New York, York Times. Times. And the New York Times goes with it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, 
It's like a National Geographic. And Trump is this old lion that's running across the Serengeti, right? right? And he's he's had better days, and he's a little mangy, and maybe he's got a little limp, but he's a once proud lion. And here come the jackals, and it is going to – I knew it would be at every turn. Mm-hmm. I knew it would be at every turn. I just didn't realize uh, it would be this big. Like every little thing, and I, like the Muslim ban is the perfect example. That's a big thing, but like don't use they, that they, word. Well, that's they insist on calling it that. The travel ban. The travel it's ban. It's not a ban. It's a pause. Right. Right. right? However, however, thing. Uh, you know, the judge is still doing it. Chuck Schumer's crying tears. Pocahontas is upset. Linda, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi wants to talk to the real people about it. The real people. And it is uh, death by a thousand cuts. Do you wonder what would actually happen if Nancy Pelosi happened to stumble across some real people? Nancy Pelosi. Oh, did you? Well, you saw that <laughs> she was at some. She was at some airport. Did you see that clip? No. And she she didn't know if the microphone was working or not. Is the microphone working? Is it? Is it? It's not on. It's not working. It's not on. It's not on. Shall we sing? This land is your land until we wait for the. And they and then they 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 whip out. This land is your land. And they all sing it as a crowd. And they finally get the. Should we bring out the real people? Can we talk to the real people now? She's like literally saying. Cue the real people like that. That's a talking point. Like Democrats don't uh, uh, know what's going on with the real people. So to prove that we do, here's a real person. Well, that's like all those staged things during Hillary Clinton's campaign, the child here, the millennial there. But then they would take these great pictures of her little headquarters and they were all senior citizens. Yeah, it's (laughs) just. Okay, so we're all over the board. We always are. That was yeah. one of the criticisms about the show on uh, iTunes. Yeah. Somebody gave us like one star. These people couldn't focus on a subject if they tried. That's the fun of it, you dumb loser. That's the fun. <laughs> Don't stop the fun. No, Last that's when you just say, hilarious. thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Melissa McCarthy was hilarious. Yep. And and we were saying like, it, even if Sean Spicer didn't exist in the universe, if you did a thing where like he was never born, that character is super funny. Oh yeah. It's just super funny. So they have a very deep bench. Bringing Alec Baldwin. Here's I always feel bad for the cast members. That's like, wow, we're gonna do this really funny skit about Sean Spicer. Should we should we get somebody in our cast? No, let's go outside and get Melissa McCarthy because Lord knows her career needs the help. You know, she's she's headlining movies every other week. Yeah. But uh, I'm so, not yeah. a fan of the I'm not a fan of the Baldwin Trump. Me neither. Me yeah. neither. I think it's I think it's highly overrated. However, you know, let him have his fun. Uh, yeah. well, that's all great. The, who's the one that does uh, Kellyanne? Oh, I have no idea. Is is that the same girl that did uh, Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Yeah. She's super talented. Um, I can't remember her name. She was in Ghostbusters. Yeah. She's a little, she's an odd, she seems to me to be in like an, an, an odd person. I'm guessing she's a vegan. You're I, guessing she's, she's a got vegan? That, she's got that look like, I'm a vegan. Do you have a problem with that? That malnourished sort of paleness to it. Yeah, yeah, that Eastern European, I don't see the sun <laughs> thing. That's like pseudo Nosferatu, but she's very funny. She's no, very... I mean, I thought she did great with the Clinton impression, and I think she pulls off the Conway impression. I, I, you know, I have to admit, I laugh at him, and I like Kellyanne at this point. Oh, I tell you what, it's uh, it is a trap. It's it a is trap. a trap. 
Well, uh, the thing is, you you keep getting bitten by a little jackal. You keep mm-hmm. getting bu- bitten by a little jackal, and then pretty su- soon you, you you turn around and you start to attack the jackals, mm-hmm. and then they go, look, look, we told you, they're attacking the media. They're attacking. So ultimately, is a trap. And I don't know if I would have the patience. What you need to do is just to continue on and occasionally go, well, we all know, you know, the media's got it out for uh, for the president, but we think we're going to do our best to help the country. And here we go. We're doing this. But like Kellyanne, she was on that Howie Kurtz show mm-hmm. this morning, that uh, Media Matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always call it Media Matters. No, it's media not. Buzz. Media Buzz. Media, media buzz. Matters is that awful Dave Brock thing. Media buzz, like I, I watch. There's another show that I watch every week, and uh, Howie Kurtz is the host of Media Media Buzz. Let's be it. And and it, I've noticed something about him. He always has like two left weaning, left weaning, left leaning reporters, and one reporter from the right. So mm-hmm. Howie Kurtz from Media Matters, if you're listening, Media I Buzz, was, Media Buzz matters. <laughs> media Media Matters about the buzz. If you're if you're listening, Howie Kurtz. I would I would implore you l- let's switch up the dynamic. Let's go let's go two Republicans, one liberal and let's see if that changes the narrative. Let's see if that changes the narrative. Oh, stop calling them liberals. What? What? What about it? We can't call them liberals anymore. We can't. I didn't know. I didn't yes, know. Yes, they are the most the far left is the most illiberal thing in the world. What well, what are we to call them? Well, I'm personally fond of Bolsheviks, progressives, um Bolsheviks. Yeah. Okay, so you're a smart person, Liberty. Well, Gypsy. I try. Why did you choose to call them Bolsheviks? Because I'm Be- ready. I'm ready to jump on board. I- I'm having I'm having this issue with words, right? Because words actually have definitions. <laughs> and the left likes to use words with other definitions. So what's for a Bolshevik? A Bolshevik is a collectivist. Basically, when you looked at what happened in Berkeley, right? Yes. When Milo went to speak, okay? These people, Antifa and, and some of these other protest organizations, because these things are not spontaneous, even the airport pro- protests, as soon as Trump was the candidate, they were planning these things in case he executed on his strat- or on his campaign promises. And they're talking to the media about how they planned it. It's not spontaneous Americans going, woo. But right. anyway, if you look at Antifa, they are grabbing the behavior of the working class revolutions from all over history. This is, is what, the, yeah. Because you'd always hear that, like, when I was a kid, people would, like, use it as a slam, like, you're such a boring Bolshevik. <laughs> but I never really knew what Bolshevik, I'm seriously, to me, like, Bolshevik could have been, like, a, a, a region of uh, Russia. Like, I honestly don't know what a Bolshevik is. <laughs> then that's just me just saying, yeah, I'm an idiot. All right. But if you take a look at it, we've talked about it in the past. Obama and his administration and the people that he hung around with adopted the ideas of the progressives like Teddy Roosevelt, who thought the Constitution was a living document and that presidential powers weren't really all that limited. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, Teddy Roosevelt and that whole crew of progressives helped us really screw a few things up. It got us the 16th and 17th Amendments. All right. Mm-hmm. 16 said they can tax us and 17 said let's directly elect senators. Those were both very bad ideas. Not a big fan. Not a big fan at all. But if you take a look at those two movements, right, it was about a slow march through our institutions, education, the media 
government, etc. Well, when they failed to elect Hillary Clinton to continue all of the work they still have left to do. We have right? a lot of work to do. There's mm -hmm. a lot of work to be done. They decided to go all revolutionary. That's what they're calling themselves now is the revolution, the resistance, the this, the that. And so they're taking on the strategies of people who were actually oppressed, okay? Even in yeah. our own country, the labor movement at one time was oppressed. They were working crazy hours. You had kids in factories. That was a problem. So they used revolutionary tactics in their oppression. You also saw that during the civil rights movement. The problem with these people is they're not visibly oppressed. <laughs> it's like not ringing. Yeah. However, the narrative is so strong. And that's why when we were doing like our, our pre-show warm-up mm -hmm. bullpen, here's what we're going to talk about. It, it hit me uh, like a ton of bricks. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm just digging holes in the ocean. I don't want to feel right. lonely with, you know, the loftusparty.com and this, and this podcast and the television show. I don't want to feel lonely. Sometimes I feel extremely lonely. And when you look at just the, the New York Times, the LA Times, most of the newspapers across America, uh, NBC, CBS, it's just, there's so much of it. And all it, it seems like all they have to do is flick a switch and America goes crazy. Then they film America going crazy and they go, see, we told you America's going crazy. But you know what I love the most about it? It's like six blue dots that go crazy. And that happens to be where all these media outlets live. Well, so I, New York City I saw goes a thing. Crazy. I saw a thing. Columbus, Ohio. There was big protests in Columbus, Ohio. Really? Yep. You know how yep. many I've heard about in Georgia? Uh, I don't know. None. None. Zero. None. They, they didn't go after Atlanta at all? The Atlanta airport? I didn't hear anything crazy about the Atlanta airport, which kind of cracks me up. It's one of the, it's at one time was the busiest area or airport in the country. Um, but you know, I, my husband was traveling to LA last week. It took him a, an hour to get from the terminal, the Avis rent-a-car because of protesters. Yeah. And how well, many here people, is... how many people ended up being affected? I think 109. Yeah, well, here's the, here's I mean, it was insane. It doesn't seem to be a far stretch to go. Uh, the left and the mainstream media, the Bolsheviks will uh will whip the population into a frenzy mm -hmm. over over nothing. They'll get these riots going, and just like UC Berkeley, just a straight up riot, just oh, a just a, just a straight up riot, and try to push the buttons of like local mayors to where you you have to come in. And get these people out of the streets. You can't block traffic. So then, and this is what happened in Columbus, Ohio. They were there's these two huge uh, streets that intersect in downtown, Broad mm -hmm. Street and High Street. They were blocking traffic. They were in the middle of the intersection. So the Columbus police officers came in and introduced these young men and women to here's the flavor of pepper spray. Mm -hmm. And and the kids act like, oh, why was I just viciously attacked? And, you know, there's snot going out of their face and there's tears and there's weeping. Then they have the footage of here comes Donald Trump's fascist army. Here comes the 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 jackbooted thugs. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I, I don't unless we shine a light on that. Like, how do you how do you win? And by win, I just want things to be open and honest like you keep seeing these battle lines being drawn like the left wants to win and the right wants to win well my version of winning is uh open and honest and fair reporting of facts that's all i want like that's that's 
and then to me it's it's a, it's it's overwhelming like really do i have to like f- lead an army and try to fight just for fair that's like that's all i want is fair <laughs> well um as i used to tell my children fair is when i'm eating your candy so you know i've given up on the whole fair thing what what really tends to irk me again is the whole misuse of just language and that is just core to their narrative and you know if you look at okay so they like to call themselves liberals right do you know why yeah um, because it starts with an L. No, I no, don't know why. No, because if you look at the synonyms for the word liberal, they're all really nice stuff. Aww, that's adorable. Yeah, like really positive connotations in people's heads. And okay. So, like generous. Do you yeah. think the Democrats are generous? They, they're they trying to be generous with their, like, hey, I'm going to steal this guy's money and give it to this person over here that didn't earn it. Well, they're backwards generous, let's put it that yeah. way. But, I mean, you know, and all you really have to do to look at what their vision ends up as is look at Chicago, look at New York City, look at Baltimore. They have been run by progressives for decades. Do you want to live in a city like Chicago? I don't. Not with the rest of those loser Bolsheviks. Mm-mm. That's no. some Bolshevik. Isn't it a great word? You can play with it. I'm total. Well, it's it sounds a lot like another word. That's total Bolshevik. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, lick my Bolshevik, suck my Bolshevik. Uh, there's lots of stuff you could do. Yeah, there's with Bol- lots I'm, of stuff. I'm all in. There I'm all go. in with there the Bolshevik. So uh, the UC Berkeley thing, mm-hmm. just horrifying. Just horrifying. But and I to un- watch. Go ahead. Go ahead. I understand why the left is scared of Milo. Oh, I am too. Did you see that quote from him? Uh, which one? The one where he's talking about, you know, identity politics is wrong. You know, the answer to identity politics is more identity politics. White nationalism, white supremacy, wrong answer, guys. You shouldn't give a shit. This is his exact words about somebody's gender. You shouldn't give a shit about their race. And if if somebody else does, you should be very suspicious of them. Oh, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. And I also saw him on uh, Tucker Carlson like the day after right. the, uh, the Berkeley thing. And he's like, I, uh, the, the left desperately wants to control laughter. The des- they have to control laughter. If you make fun of them mm-hmm. and, if you, and if you mock them, they will shut you down. And I was like, thank you, Milo. What I'm trying to do is mock them and just get people to laugh at them. Well, I mean, some of this stuff is so mockable. And, I, you know, it, it, it just amazes me. The level of attention and, and you know, I guess coddling that we give these big blue dots. L.A., San Francisco, New York City, Chicago. I mean, you would think that the entire country, if you're to listen to the mainstream media, the entire country thinks like they do. And that is just such a fallacy. Yeah. See yeah, President it, it, Trump. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I am. Uh, I am all on board the uh, the Trump train. I've I, I've said it before, and I'm doubling down on it now. It's we have bigger fish to fry. Just when you think uh, you've seen the the greatest level 
of uh, of attacks on the right and the the left controlling the narrative and the Bolsheviks running the newspapers uh, and they're living in their their own reality. You know, if if people are gonna if people expect me to to turn around and go, well, Donald Trump said this. Don't you really need to go after him? Oh, no, 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 I don't. I have bigger fish to fry. My outrage meter is broken. Yeah. After eight years of Barack Obama, I, I actually had to look some stuff up this week, right? What? Yeah, I actually had to look some stuff up because I'm sitting there going, this is just ridiculous. First of all, this judge, you know, blocking the travel pause, which is what it was is. That, was that the Ninth Circuit Court? Yeah, I mean, he is so heavily politicized, it's just not even funny. That wasn't a judicial position. That was a political position, which judges aren't really supposed to do. Yeah. You know? But I'm looking back. Did you know that Barack Obama had a higher percentage of losses at the Supreme Court than any modern president? No. Yes. Where like is something that? Where like has that little nugget of wisdom been hiding? I was looking up his, his relative success rate. And really what it is, he did so many things that were extra constitutional. The Supreme Court unanimously, to include like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, said, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like his track record with SCOTUS is awful because he tried yeah. to do things he wasn't supposed to. But here's my favorite part of the last week. If you remember when Barack Obama wrote DACA and, and, and the laws that allowed the dreamers to stay and everything else, right? Yeah. The left was telling you the president could do anything he wanted related to immigration. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and now the president has no authority over immigration. I'm like, oh, my God, can you make up my mind, please? <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is the part, and that's that's where where it goes back to that uh, media buzz matters with uh, General Howard Kurtz. <laughs> General uh, Howard Kurtz, <laughs> the horror, the horror. That was an Apocalypse Now joke, everybody. With, uh, General <laughs> Howard Kurtz, you have these journalists on there. They keep talking about the job of journalism. We're so noble. We have to da 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 da. And I tell you what, after eight years of watching you just blow Obama and mm -hmm. tickle his balls, mm -hmm. you, I'm for let's get rid of them all. Like, I, and then it's like it, it would, it would, it would be shades of Hitler because I'd be like, you're all fired, and we're gonna take these kids from journalism school who no one's ever heard about, and you get jobs at the New York Times, and you get jobs at uh, the Chicago Sun, and you get jobs at the L.A. Times. And then as soon as you starting a pin, as soon as you start putting opinion on the front page and putting your spin on facts, you're fired again. Well, do you know what I honestly love, though? Because in reality, I know it looks terrible, but trust in the media is like at a historic low. So people are watching it, but they're not buying it. That's that's something that I think is, is pretty important. Number the, uh, one, the and guy the level... Who owns, the guy who owns the New York Times mm -hmm. was on CNBC mm -hmm. talking about how it is just facts. The New York Times is just facts. Now, granted, they have it... A, they have an opinion page, but it is just facts, and they have never had more subscribers. They he he claims that they are at an all time high in terms of uh, subscriptions. Well, that's really interesting. Number one, I'd like to know why the New York Times and several other media outlets have had to print so many retractions in the last several weeks. I because mean, they take they take an anonymous source, right, and print yes. it like it's gospel. And then people who actually have responsibility in the administration come and go, uh, yeah, that's not even close to what happened. And they have to retract it. 
Right? And then, and then, and this is what I'm talking about, the death by a thousand cuts and the jackals attacking the lion. Then what happens is finally the lion turns and attacks one of the jackals. You're printing lies. You're printing straight up half-truths and rumor and innuendo. And then they go, wow, that dude's really upset. That Sean Spicer guy's really upset. Let's get Melissa McCarthy to make fun of him on Saturday Night Live. And we'll all have a good laugh at how upset this guy's being. That's what I'm talking about. It's a cycle. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy and it's a closed loop, brilliantly designed cycle of propaganda to the point where it's so good, you and I are going, man, that was funny. <laughs> well, but I mean, I think, I think in general, right, I have, let's say, a higher likelihood of laughing at myself than most Bolsheviks I know. Yes. I mean. Oh, yeah. Like, if you, if you look at a lot of comedy, political comedy, like, Samantha Bee isn't funny. She's angry. I've never even watched it. I got to be honest. I've never watched watched it. I'm like, I'm totally judging the book by its cover. Mm -hmm. And I just see the promos and I'm like, nope, I don't need that in my life. Well, and I mean, I have to admit, I watched some clips with Bill Maher and I laugh. I mean, he ripped Democrats last week. He's like, okay, so while Republicans were out winning elections all over the country, you know, they have two thirds of states and governorships now. And then, oh, took the White House. You were getting mad at Steve Martin for a tweet about Carrie Fisher. I actually saw that. Yeah. I actually saw that. And, you know, he makes a very good point. No, he does. He makes a very good point. And when he's critical of Islam, old uh, Batman shuts him down. Batman? Yeah, Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. Remember when Ben Affleck got all mad? You know what I'm like? But here's... Just I'm to get really back to the point you were you were you were just making. Oh yeah. Is that they know how to poke the hornet's nest. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is going to invade Mexico. Like that was like a real pseudo news story a couple days ago. <laughs> Donald Trump, like John Favreau, who I know, he used to be a speechwriter for Obama. Uh I had him on the flip side. A very nice guy. He like he took part in propagating the story that Donald Trump wants the army to go into Mexico. They knew it was fake. They knew it was fake. They knew it was false, yet they kept doing it. Tens and tens of thousands of retweets. And then when it comes out that it's not true, they're like, oops, my bad. And that that never gets the retweet. Like who's gonna who's gonna retweet an apology? Right? And the New York Times and these other magazines, they say they they do these inflammatory statements, and then the next day, uh, on page two at the bottom of the page, inside the 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 mm-hmm. underneath the fold and underneath the first section, they're like, Hey, we might have uh accidentally said some stuff that wasn't true, but uh we we got a retraction here for you. Which is like we followed the law and we did like the good journalism thing. And uh how many how many times are you allowed to to lie? Like on an epic level like that without somebody calling you out without like there's got to be consequences and there's not. No. And, and, you know, again, I think more and more people are starting to recognize it. I think during Obama's first term, right, people just kind of rode the media, the media narrative. I think when people started getting affected in their own personal lives and closer to home, whether it was economy or regulation or whatever, they started going, wait, what a minute? What now? Wait a minute. What? And I think, yeah. I think a larger percent of, of Americans are actually looking for information on their own than maybe historically have. And the danger in that, you and I have talked about a couple of times, is you get these echo chambers. Well, that's what they want. Mm-hmm. 
I, and I really, I tell you what, I, I always swore, like, I'm not going to be a big, uh, you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory guy. But, like, there does seem to be an agenda to all this beyond. Oh, I would totally. Uh, I don't think beyond we can hat. we can hug it out like who uh, I'm, I'm I don't like the idea of social engineering. I really don't. And I feel like I am – I feel like I'm living in the test tube of a giant social in- engineering experiment. Like there's like some old dudes in some giant tower somewhere going, now make Donald Trump look like an idiot for this. Now, mwah. It just seems like a really bad movie. Well, yeah, no, there there is a little bit of a, I, I guess, a sci-fi weirdness kind of quality to the whole thing. But, you know, in the same vein, what I'm looking at now, and, 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 I, and I've said this for years, the Geopace sucks at marketing, okay? They have great Boy, ideas. Boy, howdy. They have Boy, great howdy, ideas. Limited government, individual freedom, opportunity. I mean, when you look at the ideas on the right and what they're actually supposed to allow all of us to have, they're great ideas that people should really like. Whereas the Bolsheviks' ideas are all you should should be dependent on the government. The government does everything for you. You can't have a Diet Coke of this size because it's bad for you, you know? Yeah. But we can't market it. You know what they need to do? They need to get Sean Spicer at the airport, and he should have a uh, an Iraqi translator, oh, right? And <laughs> okay. and Sean Spicer should just carry that guy through the crowds and just going, I'm trying to get this translator to his family. He's a citizen, damn it. Like, that's what, that's what the travel ban needs to do. They should go, here's these heroes from Iraq. These are Iraqi citizens, and we messed up. Uh, by keeping them out of this country, and here they come, America, and it'll, it's, and then everyone else will forget all the bad stuff. Just well, wrap ourselves up in these these great patriots who helped American servicemen. Well, that's the other thing I love. The left, the Bolsheviks, have discovered the words states' rights and patriot, and they use them wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean... I'm seeing Washington State is going to fight for state rights by, you know, defying Donald Trump's uh, sanctuary city EO, and they're going to take him to court. They're taking him to court for the right to break federal law for something that's an enumerated power of Fed. I mean, it's just it's reached peak ridiculous. Well, that's what everybody keeps saying. Like, yeah. that's what everyone keeps saying, however it continues. And and uh, there is no uh, port in the storm. I, I really like you think, OK, uh, I'll watch I'll watch Media Buzz Matters with uh, General Howie Kurtz. And it's like, really? Like every week, week after week, two uh, Bolshevik reporters beating up on one uh, conservative reporter like there is. There's literally like a handful of shows. So it's like an unbalanced like, Hannity and Combs. Uh, yeah, and okay. whatever. I don't I mean I don't want to. Uh, I, I don't want to. I, I want to get off the General Howie Kurtz thing. Like, ugh, it's just so boring and so tedious, and it's just so predictable. It's like, oh no, it's always two on one. It's mm-hmm. always two on one. Yep. It's very rare. Maybe on Hannity once in a while, you'll see two conservatives beating up on some stupid liberal. Uh, But even that bores me. Like, I just want a fair uh, fight. That's all I want. That's that's my big struggle is for fair. My thing is I don't even want the fight anymore. You know, so here's 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 a great example. Greta Van Susteren. Right. Okay. 
So I actually think Greta Van Susteren did a legitimate interview. She would ask a question and let the person she was interviewing actually answer whether they were from the right or the left. Okay. So she leaves Fox and she gets a slot on MSNBC and people are attacking her for appearing on that network. People attack Jedediah Bila for sitting in on The View. Yeah. Well, like, and how, do you, how do you want to get our message to people who aren't already listening to it? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm saying. Go Greta, go. Go Jedediah, go. Go Steven Crowder, go. Like, mm-hmm. literally, we got to circle the wagons. Yeah. Like, as people. And I would hope uh, that people would go find uh, the flip side with mm-hmm. yours truly. Of course. And, and, like, support that show. Watch that show. Or don't watch. Just set your fucking DVR and let it play in the background while you masturbate in the bathroom. Oh, I don't my care. God. <laughs> it was so great. I tr- like the Stonewall. They had some big Stonewall protest yesterday, which I thought was hilarious. And uh, I tweeted Stonewall out from Flip- protest. Where was this? Uh, down by the Stonewall Union in New York. Oh, it's, okay, okay. You know, it's like Ground Zero for mm-hmm. for gay rights and all this stuff. And some some lady on Twitter. She, she, I love the tweet. She's like, this isn't your grandfather's Republican Party. I don't care what you do in the bedroom. I, no one cares no what one you does. do in the bedroom. We have moved on. And I thought it was so fantastic. And I, I tweeted out like, hey, you guys, uh, love the signs. Have a great protest. Uh, be safe. Don't hurt anybody. And don't be too disappointed when you wake up and you find out nobody's out to get you. Like, right? <laughs> there's never been there's never been a more uh, pro gay and lesbian uh, conservative Republican right leaning president than Trump. He is it is it is the dawn of a new age. Like the last thing I think Trump wants to do, well, maybe not the last, but maybe second to last, is go after gay people. Like he's no. got no beef. He's got zero no. beef. And well, they're you know, out there you know, protesting. We will resist and fascism, blah blah blah. And their little their little fist logo. It's like a fist, but each finger's a different color. And it's we're gonna beat you with a rainbow hand. Like, oh wow, yeah, resist, resist. I just want to know what they're resisting. I'm saying <laughs> that's like, that's like my huge question. What exactly? And this goes for all of them. What exactly are you resisting? First of all, you freaks, nobody was going to shove you in the room with Milo Yiannopoulos. People who wanted to go could go. (laughs) I tell you, I I find myself getting more and more Archie Bunker, like, all the time. Like, straight up Archie Bunker. Like, and and you see it. I've seen some horrible uh, tweets and, like, pieces of video on Twitter Mm -hmm. of, like, what they do to gay people Mm -hmm. uh, and and what they do... to to women uh in in some of these countries and and you just want to go down to the the stonewall march and go they they throw these people off of buildings yeah like they they legit that's not that's not uh hyperbole they legitimately throw them off of buildings donald trump wants to keep that element out of america what's your beef with donald trump Exactly. And you know what? Now I'm I'm interacting with people and chatting with people and people are commenting on my blogs who are using this picture of a woman in a hijab as the symbol of the resistance. Right. Like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. The hijab is made of an American flag. Oh, yeah. And the chick's hot. Like that chick is hot. Yeah, no, she's a pretty lady. But my whole thing is, why are you picking a symbol 
for the resistance that is a symbol of oppression for more women around the world than any other. Like, it's, it's, do you not understand what happens in other countries? It's just crazy. Obviously they don't. Obviously they don't. I can, I've, I've looked at pictures of the women's march yeah. uh, in Iran in 1979. Yeah. Like, the streets are packed with women protesting the fact that they had to wear hijabs. It's just, <laughs> it's like, they, it's, it's crazy. It's like Wile E. Coyote. Like when Wile E. Coyote runs off the, the edge of a cliff and then he stops for a second and then he looks back and realizes like he's in midair. That's, that's I think, where we are as a country. Yeah. Like uh, it's, it's ridiculous and scary all at the same time. I, I would have so much more fun making fun of it if it wasn't so completely frightening and so literally George Orwellian. Like the media is preaching all this stuff, trying to make these events happen just so they can say, see, we told you. And it's, uh, there's a certain level of it that's terrifying, well, which brings now, me to my next point that I don't want involved. say what the bookies are getting involved. They're Who's offering taking money. They're offering two to one odds on impeachment. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that great? I'm sure there'll be an attempt. I, I still don't know what the basis would be. Like, what's the basis for the impeachment? And literally, are we two years into the presidency of Donald Trump yet? No, we're about two weeks. I swear to God, it feels <laughs> like it's been two years. It does. It feels like with the level of shit that they've thrown at this guy, it, it, it just feels like it's been two years. Okay, I don't want to forget to say this. Uh, the Lady Gaga, because you said that, that, that bookies, you said bookies are, are taking money, which took me straight to betting, which took me straight to the Super Bowl, which took me straight to uh, Lady Gaga. Now, a lot of people are going to be turning off their televisions, switching the channels when Lady Gaga performs. That's awesome. That's great. And when they look at the minute-by-minute -minute ratings, hopefully they'll see a huge drop-off. I am – I've come full circle on this because <laughs> – no, really, really, really. No, I, I, I have because my my knee jerk reaction is I've seen those pictures of her. You've seen the pictures of her uh, eating some kind of crazy fluid out of the coffin with the fake dead guy in it. Ew, no. Oh, oh, Liberty Gypsy, you have to uh, Google spirit cooking. Oh no, thank you. There is this is the whole deal. We were we we talked about it before. The this is one of the things that came out in the John Podesta emails. Yeah, no, no, I know. I I I read a little bit about what it is, and I there's some things I just don't want to know any more about. That's one of them. Okay, so the, the lady, the <laughs> yeah. the the uh, I'm doing air quotes here. The performance artist lady who does the spirit cooking seminars with that are mm -hmm. they're just very creepy, just very creepy stuff. There's this dinner party she's having or something. Uh, there's. Naked guys wearing makeup to look kind of like zombies or dead people or whatever. They're chained to trees. And you're like, okay, that's odd. And then there's another photo, and it's Lady Gaga and some dude and the spirit cooking lady. It's it's a coffin. Now, there's a dude who's – I think he's a model or something, naked guy in there. He's supposed to be dead, and there's some kind of like like fake blood that's in the coffin and covering his body. And Lady Gaga is uh, holding a spoonful of whatever that liquid is and eating it. Okay, so that gets filed see, under the... you can see my face now and it's... What? Right, right. You got the scrunchy kind of... Ugh. So my <laughs> knee-jerk reaction is 
is she going to be doing that on the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, is like, turn it off. Like, I'm not going to give her. However, that was my knee jerk reaction. And this is why you should never tweet right away. Because like, you, you see something and you get fired up and you're like, tweet, tweet, tweet. And then you got to take that 30 seconds to be like, now, will this be funny? How is this? You know, how do I best want to say this? So I waited and now I'm full circle with, I really want Lady Gaga to do something so over the top political. This is going to be so much fun to talk about. Uh, next week because I don't know what she's done yet. I want it to be like super political. I want millions and millions of people to watch her do something so over the top political that they'll all go, wow, we've gone too far. We've gone too far. Maybe that Michael Loftus fella and his little <laughs> website and TV show are the answer. Well, he, she is doing it. it it's going to include themes of equality and inclusion. You know what? Just, just for comparison's sake, when I heard she was going to do this, um, you know, because I really just like people to stop screwing with football. Football is like one of my guilty pleasures. It's men in tight pants knocking each other over, playing some weird rendition of Red Rover, Red Rover, and Smear the Queer from when I was a kid, right? Ah, uh, trigger word! Did we not call it that? No, that's what we all call it. <laughs> I'm not trying to fun of, like, Smear the Queer. But it's like, really, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, a far trip down the road to like, wow, that, that literally means, like, beat up the faggot. Like, <laughs> Like there's no, there's you're putting uh, lip, lipstick on a pig with smear the queer, and I'm realizing that's what we all called it. Yeah, I'm sorry, that was okay. played regularly so you, in my life. You like you like football because you're an you're you like the ass, you like the tight pants. I like you the like tight the pants. I like the relative violence. Yeah, I find it therapeutic. So you want to keep you want to keep uh, politics out of this. I want to keep politics out of it. Keep politics out of the commercials. You know, Audi Audi's doing something about wage parity. I'm like, didn't you learn anything from the Budweiser commercials with Rogan and Schumer? People don't want that. <laughs> oh, Budweiser's uh, trotting out their uh, Anheuser-Busch, uh, the Adolfo, whatever. The dude was an immigrant. What? They're doing that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big Budweiser ad. This guy's on a boat, and he's writing in his journal, and a big wave hits the boat, and he's thrown overboard. And then some guy's stitching him up, and he's like, why do you want to go to America? And he's like, I just want to be a beer maker. And then he goes to a bar, and it's like 1780 or whatever the hell that he came over. And some guy's like, I would like to buy the new American a beer. What's your name? I'm Adolf Anheuser. I'm Bush, clink. And like, look, isn't that great? Immigration gets you a beer. <laughs> That's awesome. I just want the Budweiser frogs. I want the frogs back. Just give me the frogs. Give me, give me the Geico baby. Give me have... puppy baby monkey, whatever it was. Seriously, just give me that stuff. Sometimes I'll have to tell you. I'll have to tell you the story of my buddy uh, Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond, yeah. and how he was the original voice of one of those frogs. Oh, was and, he? Oh yeah. Oh, but like one frog. One now frog you was say it, I'm like that. Totally makes sense. One er frog. Can you repeat that? So. There was the Bud, there was the Wise, and then there was the Er frog. Mm -hmm. Brad Garrett, when he was a younger, uh, up-and-coming actor, was the Er frog. Er. Er. But listening to his <clears throat> voice, you can totally see it. So anyway, uh, well, it's it, it's it's ridiculous. It's too long to get into. They did a uh, these college. The guy who ran the ad company had some interns do it to explain the concept. People weren't getting mm -hmm. the concept. 
So he put these interns in his recording studio, and one intern went Bud, the next one went Wise, and the last one went Er. And it was all very funny, and everybody's like, okay, we get it. Bud, Wise, Er. And it'll be Frog saying it. So they go to L.A., they cast it, they cast this person as Bud, Wise, Brad get, Garrett gets Er, and now they act like they're making art. Now the 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 advertising company is doing uh, an epic epic thing, and like why when you say er, you really need to envision yourself as the frog er. And I guess it was boring and tedious, and it was this super long eight-hour marathon recording session. And they're getting out the models of the frogs and asking the actors to get into the thing. It's just ridiculous, right? Just completely ridiculous. Be the frog. So the advertising guy goes to Anheuser-Busch, and he's trying to sell them on the concept. And they're like, what? Frogs? And the guy goes, yes, Budweiser. That's all they say, Budweiser. And they go, oh, I don't know if I get it. So he goes, well, here's uh, where we started. So he plays the tape of the interns saying it, you know, uh, back when the concept first started. And the guy from Budweiser goes, oh, okay, let's, oh, they'll do it. Hire them. And, like, the meeting was over. And this guy wanted to do this epic. So Brad Garrett has this huge Super Bowl party because he's like, holy shit, I'm a Budweiser frog. And, like, <laughs> the ad comes on, and it's Budweiser. And Brad knows immediately that those are the interns doing it. <laughs> and everybody's high-fiving him like, you're rich. You're rich. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have the heart to tell him. But that's, like, Classic bullshit bureaucracy, make a big deal out of a small deal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I just want those commercials back. I don't you want can't. politics in my commercials. I yeah. changed oh. brands of deodorant for this, okay? I got so pissed off at Secret. Really? Oh, my God. It, you remember the old commercials? Secret you know? did something. Secret did po political stuff. Oh, my God. They put this video up of how difficult it is to be a transgender no, no, they didn't. Yes, they no, did. No, they didn't. They have this woman hiding in a stall, okay? That's hilarious. Or yeah. this guy dressed as a woman hiding in a stall, and these very attractive pretty girls come in, and they're fixing their makeup and giggling, and the person, like, peeks out the stall, right? And then, <gasps> big sigh, and then builds up the courage to walk out. And I'm like, did you really just do that? Because pers personally, I don't care what you dress as. I don't care what you identify as. You can identify as puppy baby monkey. I don't care. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want my deodorant brand telling me what to think about it. I really think that's most of America. Like, <laughs> stop know? telling stop. me how to think. Stop. Like, they go, oh, you're wearing a Make America Great Again hat. You must be a Nazi. We're going to – that literally makes me want to wear a Make America Great Again hat. I never wanted one of those hats. I don't like them either, but I almost want to put one on just to piss people off. I'm, I'm – that's where I am. Like, you can go back and listen to this show. Trump was not my guy. But the more you demonize him, the more I'm like, yeah, baby. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> mega, mega, mega. Hey, I did learn something new this week, though. What is that? I had no idea what a furry was. Uh, is that one of those people that dresses up in the costume? Yeah, they dress up in the costume mostly for, like, sexual purposes and whatever. There is some big rage going on because this guy years ago, did you hear this? No. Put an armband on his furry costume. Oh, like my God. Like a red armband with a paw print on it. Now he is being attacked for being the Nazi furry. I'm like, you should be attacked just for being a furry. That's just freaking weird. Okay. Now, here's what I'm going to say about furries. 
Okay. I don't think it's real. I really don't think it's real. You don't? I think it's like an I think it's like an epic troll thing. <laughs> I, I I really don't believe that there's that many people who like, oh, I'm gonna put on this costume and, and get sexual gratification. Uh, I just don't. I don't. Maybe, but Maybe. I have to bang one of them. I would literally have to have. I would have to have sex with one of them <laughs> to truly believe. Because up until that point, they could be lying. They could be lying. But don't don't they have conventions and stuff? Yeah, and I, I think when when the reporters leave and the and the news cameras all leave, they all go to the hotel bar and laugh until they pee their pants. <laughs> They're like, they really believe we're doing this. They really believe it. <laughs> this is awesome. We got to do this again next year. We got to keep it going. We got to keep it going. <laughs> I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a My Little Pony next year. That's oh my hilarious. God. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's bronies and there's ponies and there's furries. I just, I just don't believe it. I didn't even know that the whole furry thing existed. There, if you've got something weird uh there's someone on the internet out there for you really i think uh, yeah, that's I... how i think that's how it is All right. but if if you are a furry and i've offended you i'm terribly sorry if you like to dress up as a costume uh character uh yay hooray you go you, you go have some fun <laughs> i just want to say this out loud so i've said it on the record i'm looking at the time my mm. goodness it goes so fast uh, I looked at Evan McMullen's Twitter profile picture the other day, and I thought it was Tony Randall, and now that's all I can see. Every time Evan McMullen speaks, I just hear ba da 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 da. It's hilarious, and now it's in your head, and it's never gonna leave. It's never gonna Every leave. Every time you see a tweet from Evan McMuffin, da 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 da. I I can't even look at his tweets anymore. So I'm I'm oh. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh what else did I Oh, we kind of covered it cuz we were talking about the uh the retractions and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. The Was the Washington Post had an epic one the other day. Just Which like one full was this? of I, I don't even know, but it was, like, so full of errors. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Sean Spicer tweets back. It's like, nope, that's wrong. Nope, that's wrong. That didn't happen. Did, 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 did. And then they, they put a little response tweet going, yeah, you're right. We, uh, we've issued a, a retraction on that. Here's – oh, well, that's a Michaeltopia. I don't want to get into that. Uh, well, it's about but, uh, time but, uh, for some Michaeltopias. It is uh, time for some Michaeltopias. Ooh, I just, I just discovered another one. In Michaeltopia – I'm just starting. I'm just okay, going. I'm go. jumping in. In Michaeltopia, you do not mess with Social Security. It is taboo. Recently, some people have found their benefits have gone down by 500 bucks uh, a payment. Yes. For no reason? Yes. Uh, I don't know how. I got to do some more research on it, but they were talking about it on MSNBC and Fox News, so there must be something there. But this is a contract. This is a contract that you're not allowed to get out of. The government says you have no voice. We are taking this money, yep. and we will have it for you when you need it. Mm -hmm. And now they're not doling it out. That is the end of things. That will send me off the rails. So in Michaeltopia, we never mess with Social Security. Okay. Well, for me, since I'm football-focused and want, want uh, politics out of my football, in Michaeltopia, you are not allowed to do anything, and I do mean anything, that makes me root for Tom Brady. Yes. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah, apparently you told me Joanne Reed has decided that it's it, it's the Atlanta Falcons uh, 
representing John Lewis versus the New England Patriots representing yes. Donald Trump. Yeah. Yes. When when Joy Reid finally got off the uh, the concentration camps are coming, which I just knew it was a matter of time before the concentration. <laughs> Then then she switched it to, well, ultimately, Tom Brady is a big fan, and he's a supporter of Donald Trump's, and he and Donald Trump are friends. So the Super Bowl is really Donald Trump versus John Lewis. So as a guy, I'm tired of watching the Patriots win. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of – I'm tired, tired, tired. And now I'm rooting for the Patriots just so Joanne Reed is wrong. I'm with I, you. I, I can't. I can't do it. There was nothing I liked more about the Super Bowl last year than the number of times Tom Brady was sat right on his rear end. It was beautiful. I know. Beautiful. The guy's got it all. He's got it all. Okay. <sighs> In Michaeltopia, when you print a story that you know is false and doesn't have the real facts and you can't back anything up, when you are just printing a work of fiction, mm -hmm. the retraction cannot be buried. The, the retraction is the next day's front page. I think okay? that's fair. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be awesome? That like be yesterday, great. we lied. Yesterday, we didn't do any fact checking. Front flipping page. That would stop go. that shit real quick. Okay. Do you have another one? I don't. So why don't you roll? Okay. Um. Oh, I, it's just more. Uh. In Michaeltopia, if you are a an opinion news guy, you don't do a Super Bowl special. The other night, I come home from work. <laughs> I just want to get caught up on the news, and I will be damned if Sean Hannity wasn't doing a Super Bowl special. What? I'm like, please. Oh, oh, it was a train wreck. It was a train wreck. And I'm just like, oh, make it stop. And then he gets Chris Carter on there. Chris Carter, the former Ohio State Buckeye. Yeah. He had a great career uh, for the Vikings and a couple mm -hmm. other teams. And Chris Carter is just staring at Sean Hannity like he's going to punch him in the throat any second. And I'm like, oh, it's awkward and bad. And it's just – it's that – yeah, that, that mixing of politics and football. I did not like it. So please, uh, Sean Hannity, stick to uh, opinion news pieces and, and keep it out of football. <laughs> I missed that, but I may have to go back and watch it now. Oh, no. Trust me. Trust me, you don't. <laughs> what a show. Uh, good times. So uh, go to iTunes, if you could, and, and, and give us a star or five. Five would be awesome because it's those algorithms. That's It's all based on the reviews and the stars and all that stuff. And uh, support difference of opinion. Support the, the opposite side. And go give uh, Steven Crowder a listen. I'm gonna reach out. Uh, I'm gonna reach out to Stephen about we gotta we gotta circle the wagons here. There you go. It's all good. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, I hope the team of your choice wins. I hope Lady Gaga does something over the top. Uh, I just yeah, I want her to come out in full on uh, hijab and then some naked guy uh, humps her on stage, and so <laughs> Americans are just like horrified. That's you're going. You're going way beyond wardrobe malfunction. Right. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm beyond wardrobe malfunction. I'm advocating for full on sodomy. <laughs> well, I hope you go somewhere and have a beer to go with that and maybe have oh, some good okay. munchies. <laughs> and and it could happen. That's the awesome thing. It could have. It is not beyond the realm of possibility that 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 Gaga could just like uh do a little uh, fake banging on stage. <laughs> with a, that would be hilarious. So anyway, 
Oh, and congratulations to Nancy Pelosi on her new boobs. What? Uh, I, oh my gosh! Yes, she got she got a lift. She got implants. She did something. Remember, we were talking about it on this show a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and I've noticed a marked difference. Nancy got Nancy got her boobs done, and I celebrate that. Good for her. Good for her. But I think that's I think that's why her eyes are so big now. That's why she can't blink. <laughs> Those new boobs are pulling all the face muscles back. <laughs> or her fourth facelift, but. Oh, it could be that. It could be that. We had a great time. Uh, go to com. That's going to have all the... Uh, go to the Facebook page. Check that out. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Loftus. The Liberty Gypsy at Scott's Fire. Mm-hmm. Spell that fire part with a Y. Yes, All right. This is great. I will talk to you guys next week. Lots of... Lots more stuff happening. It's crazy. It's it's an avalanche of goodness. See you next time.